Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Dice today. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie arrived at the Sunset Retirement Home to gather evidence and find those who had sent the frenzied attackers. Evangeline explained to Everett how they investigate crimes. Doris compelled Lorelei Beerfast to reveal that it had not in fact been a normal night. And Val broke into a locked shed only to find bloody symbols on the ground and a corpse, its flayed face contorted in a scream. Abandon home, all ye who listen here. Val. After destroying a retirement home's shed, you have discovered a scene (laughs) of occult horror. And I know, 
that your first instinct, because you said it off air, would be to call Doris, uh, because this seems like a very Doris problem. You've known of her as uh, a tea leaf reader, tarot card person, kind of a general... What what term do you think would have been used to describe Doris inside Calgary, Claire? What would her title have been? She was the the mystic. There we go. Mm. So Cleopatra's mystic. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, you've realized that other than the traditional mysticisms, which are fun and kind of light, Doris clearly has some capabilities with blood sorcery and other forms of magic because of a case. Because of the case of Josiah Deverill. Val, we've discovered you are the expert on how crimes are committed. What crime was being committed by Josiah Deverill? Josiah Deverill was... Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Josiah Deverill was um, attacking people's pets. (gasps) Wonderful. We have the pet-eating Josiah Deverill. (laughs) Uh, what piece of evidence did the entire case hinge upon, Laura? Um, I think it was it was like a a clump of a st- small clump of fur embedded in between like the the floorboards of his deck. Okay. It. Clump of fur between the floorboards of the deck. And what sorceress abilities did you bring to bear, Doris, that brought this case to a close? Um, I uh, basically roused his blood uh, so much that he became feral, and then he attacked his own, like, dogs, and they ate him. <laughs> <laughs> A stern punishment. I, I will say, uh, the other two of you really care about animals, knowing that mm-hmm. that is a big thing in your touchstones. Yeah. yeah. So I will say, you actually did this with the blessing of Rufus Cross and uh, the Camarilla's lawyer that represents uh, Camarilla interests in the legal system here in New Haven, uh, a vampire who is named Alabaster Kane. Uh, so Val and evangeline before this spell was carried out you both ghouled the dogs so that they would win like you knew they wouldn't be hurt they'd be extra strong they'd be extra fast uh and then they they struck i've realized i overlooked something but i want to double check evangeline because you have uh an animal companion of your own i do work animal or is this generally generally yes um he's currently with uh his vet though great because because he got yeah i was just worried he hasn't been like on the job very long and i'm very concerned and uh, he may have scraped his paw a little bit and i sent him to the vet yes so what what is the name of your dog a percy percy He's a skipperky. What is that? Adele laughs, thinking it's cute, and Claire has no idea. It's like it's like kind of like a small, small to medium size, like black dog that kind of like is like kind of fluffy around like his like chest, and he has kind of like a little mane almost, like pointy ears that stick straight up. They're kind of like a pom, like a pom, but bigger and not as fluffy. 
Okay, cool. so Doris and Val, you are aware of Percy. You've dealt with Percy. Percy has his own flak fest when he comes to work. Um, Percy is something that exists within uh, the Gangrel culture, which you would be generally available, generally, I think, knowledgeable about. Probably Val taught Doris. I don't think it's super common knowledge. Uh, but the Gangrels often, uh, there is a subsect of their society that ends up uh, kind of blood bonding animals that then involve like a more personal kind of psychic link uh, okay. between mm-hmm. them and their animal. Which, Evie, would you admit that you did not know that this was happening to the other trio? Like these are just backstory questions for y'all before this moment. Um, that I didn't know that. You were Percy was becoming a family, my famulus. Yes. Yeah, I was not aware. Well, I wasn't. Look. <laughs> I, yeah, it kind of happened kind of by mistake at first. And then I was kind of kept going with it. So, um, so like most young vampires yeah. started ghouling the dog by accident and then. Well, you to know, like, like dogs it. like to like when you get a cut or something. If you have a dog, like generally they'll try to lick it. Mm-hmm. Well, when your dog starts licking, you know, your wound and it's like vampire blood, things start to get a little weird. And I just kind of let the weirdness happen. <laughs> uh, so both of you have your own feelings about this, but Percy is usually a member of the team, though Percy is at the yeah. vets today. So Val, you know from the case of Josiah Deverill that Doris can be quite a cult. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've all got your radios on your uniforms. So do you radio for Doris right away? Or what do you do, Val? Uh, I was going to say Doris wouldn't have a radio because Doris hates that stuff. So Val would know to radio (laughs) Evangeline. And she would just be like, come outside now. (laughs) Over. Where, Where outside? Over. Parking lot over. <laughs> Which parking lot over? <laughs> We're very effective. Yeah. Is there isn't there a button you can push on those that just makes a loud beep noise? Like <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> <just> like <laughs> not having this conversation. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Doris, Doris will just she's like spends this whole interaction glaring at the radio. Um. <laughs> Uh, and just and she'll just kind of look at Evangeline and just say, uh, "You, you better hope that thing doesn't steal your soul today." And then she's just gonna kind of glide out of the room um, to go find Val in the parking lot. So, does anyone want to see that the cameras is still here? Or are you all going to the parking lot? I will uh, stay and and review the footage, uh, Officer Clark. Why don't you go out and assist uh, Officer Miller? All right, then, well, then, Doris, you, you watch, you watch our I'm, sheriff, then. I'm gone. She's gone? <laughs> Doris left already. Yeah. Oh, in that case, okay, in that case, I said, no, I'll say, I think I'll stay here. All right, you can view the footage and I'll go, and I'll just <laughs> walk out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me show you what I got. Uh, Lorelai walks you into a, a small office, Evangeline, uh, and there is just the traditional security camera tv set it looks like it's an old 
Mac, maybe from the 90s, that weird square <laughs> white box Mac. Yeah. There's a few cameras. They're just the ground floor hallways of the main, clearly the, the central floor, because you can see the entrance and exit. Mm-hmm. There's one on the back door and the two hallways. Uh, and then there's one that's just watching the back uh, parking lot. Uh, there, there's this, there's a little ball scroller that lets you go forward and backward in time. She's like, you can watch whatever you want. It's just a normal night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, I got this. And I, I mean, I'll just seat myself down. I'm very comfortable looking through video footage. Great. Uh, let's use, I mean, technology. We're getting a nice tech roll. Yep. Um, and then what, do you think this would be stamina for your ability to just keep track of things? Would this be intelligence for your your skill sets? What do you think it would be? Um, that's kind of funny. I, I, think, I think probably intelligence makes the most sense. Okay, yeah, let's do intelligence yeah. and technology then. Okay. All right. That is f- uh, four successes. Wow. All right. So you do know how to use this system. Uh, all those times in the edit bay, figuring out how to do your commercial spots yep. has, has paid off here. Uh, you flip through the last 48 hours. That's all there seems to be. This is not a mm. big fancy system tracking long terms. Uh, what you do notice is... There are two hours missing from the parking lot and during uh, the the late evening this evening. Uh, the entire previous night has been wiped out. Uh, as you scroll through, you're you're seeing like the giant gaps and scrolling through them looking confused. When you look back at Lorelai, she's just looking at him going, yeah, the normal night, normal night. I think I just look up her up at her, kind of put my, my like hand like on my waist, just say, now, do you believe that? Yeah, it's a normal night. Everything on there is normal. Is every night a normal night? Nope. But tonight is, and last night was. What about the night before that? That one was normal. <laughs> what was the last not normal night? About a week ago. The nights were just whatever. What happened on the not normal night? Oh, they, I mean, we all just kind of did our own thing. People were outside playing their games. People were doing their drugs, making their art. A bunch of people were doing, you know, all the great retirement home stuff. So the not normal night was just a normal night? I mean, if you want to say it like that, it's kind of a weird word to use to describe a night. All right. I, I So there's nothing else that I see on the tapes? Uh, is there something really specifically you want to look for? Um, you've got the blackouts well, on the parking lot, so there's no evidence in the parking lot yeah. during those areas, but the other cameras were live. Yeah, um, so if, the, if if there's anything, I don't know if you can even see, like, um, through any of the hallway footage at, like, the window, like, if they're catching any windows, any, um, any footage that might have caught people going to or from the parking lot, even, like, if there's anything at all. I don't know how high res they'd be, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go for, let's go for another one, then. We'll do... Okay. I'm going to say this one will be wits and technology just because the intelligence was your first pass uh, and yeah. this is you diving in deeper. Or I would say um, you could do resolve if you if you prefer that, which is your determination to find something. Uh, probably, I think she's more a resolve. Great. More resolve lady. Um, that is two successes. Two successes. Uh, 
you don't see anything through any of the windows. You don't find anything, uh, any additional angles that'll cover. Uh, okay. You do see that it doesn't seem like anyone other than staff is going out to use that rear parking lot. Uh, the back door isn't locked and it's off for those two hours as well. But you don't, the only people you see going in and out at any other time yeah. of day are the staff. Uh, okay. This place runs, there's a couple of kitchen staff, as you would expect for some uh, place of this size. But it seems mainly to be used by, there are a couple of orderlies slash janitors slash menial types. Okay. Uh, there you see three over the course of the days who seem to be kind of the regular. Okay, so I'm not seeing anyone anyone in any of the cameras, like other than staff and, and Not residents. during any of those blackout areas. There's yeah. no strange figures inside that you've seen. Uh, okay. It's really grainy footage, so you're frustrated because you would hope yeah. if somebody had done clearly what they may have done to Lorelai to a staff member, it's too grainy for you to see it. <laughs> but Ryan, TV taught me that I can just press a few buttons and enhance. Yes, but two successes taught you that this is not a good enough security system. Fair. Okay, um, um I will... Um, I'm just going to take the... I, I'd like to take the tapes. Or is there a way I can copy them? Uh, this is an old system, so I think you can just pull the hard drive and take the tapes with you if yeah. you want to take those. Yeah. Uh, this clearly was not set up by Lorelai. They just gave her a weird ball that would let her fast forward and rewind. Yeah. Uh, she's cool. not the tech person here. Yeah. It's oh, evidence. You take I want that? it. I mean, it's just such a normal night, though. Yeah. Evidence to prove it's a normal night. Okay. <laughs> she just agrees and lets that ride. Uh so you, you take that. Um, meanwhile, outside in the parking lot, while this extended search has been going on, uh, Doris, you arrive. Uh, Everett, you arrive a moment later. Uh, Val, what have you been doing uh, with the scene while you're there? Uh, you've, if you looked inside the shed, which I think you'd logically do that you've like set on the ground, uh, there are the same kind of blood-daubed markings uh, in patterns that are broken because you yanked the shed off the wall and threw it on the ground. But mm -hmm. it's clear this was all part of the same structure. Have you done any additional searching? Have you engaged no. with any of it? No, Val is just standing there and like basically guarding it. And if anybody, uh, hopefully there's nobody else out there, but it's like she's not moving from that spot, basically. Great. And I think Foggy wanders over here. They're getting, <laughs> they're getting a beating. <laughs> they like, walk away, sir. Just yeah. walk away. <laughs> there's a little old man in the second story looking up. And he's like, it was a nice shed. Why? <laughs> She's like watching you. <laughs> I'm watching. You. I'm watching you. You broke our shed. Shut up, old man. Not that old, he says. As he closes the window and goes inside because his feelings have been lightly hurt. Oh, um, yeah. But as as Doris and Everett walk up, she's gonna be like, didn't find the didn't find the van, and then jerk her thumb at the shed. Found whatever the fuck this is so you two can immediately see in the harsh you know mounted on the side of the building lights that hit that weird white yellow uncomfortable usually seen on the side of elementary schools set up into this small parking lot but you can see what looks like an elaborate occult ritual of some kind uh, has taken place <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, i love that this is the reaction <laughs> Uh, and she's going to scuttle over. <laughs> How terrible. Um, yeah, and I think she wants to, like, she's going to uh, crouch down and just take a finger and daub it to this face. 
Um, and and she's going to taste the blood and cast a um, taste blood or no. Is that her? Yeah, taste of blood. <laughs> for for her, it's taste blood. I don't care what it's called in the game. Taste blood. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Great. Uh, what do you got to roll to do that? I have to roll uh, resolve plus blood sorcery. Okay. Uh, resolve. While she's sorcery. doing that, okay, um, Everett's going to walk up beside Val and say, uh, uh, she did the same thing to me back at the station. What is that? Val nods and sighs and hates every time Everett talks to her. <laughs> and she's like, blood sorcery. And Everett expecting more is just like. <laughs> and they okay. just stand there for a minute. Oh, all right. <laughs> kind of adjust his hat. Very impressed with blood sorcery. <laughs> uh, Ryan, that's uh, three successes. Three successes. All right. Yeah. So uh, you taste the blood. It's it's dry, mm-hmm. which you had not, which is not kind of your preferred source. Clearly, no. this is from at least an evening ago. Uh, it tastes. All, all I'm going to give you is it tastes powerful. This is someone mm. who who is. Uh, generations beyond where you uh, and your compatriots currently sit. This is this is powerful vampire blood that's been brought into play. Wow. So as in like they're older than 400 years old? Uh, so how blood works in the Vampire the Masquerade system, because mm-hmm. in most vampire versions, it's as the vampire gets older, they get stronger. Kind of the true blood. The longer you are, the, the stronger you are. Uh, vampire the Masquerade functions more in terms of blood potency. So how powerful was the person who made you? You are less powerful than them forever unless you eat a vampire who is more powerful than you, oh. which is considered a high crime, but it lets you absorb some of their power and grow stronger, which is why vampires, especially old vampires, are like, that's illegal. Don't you dare eat me. Um, so despite the fact that you are 400 years old, you're actually outside of stuff you could learn through experience, which is why you have your spells and your blood sorcery. And like, you have the ability to learn more um, rituals and wards, but you are as powerful now as you were the day you were turned. Mm, Interesting. So this person is just higher status, whether through a series of diableries or whether they are, are probably ancient. There are very few old vampires who make new kindred in modern sense. They don't want to, they don't need to. Um, so this is just somebody big and somebody nasty. Um, and it, as you've seen with the magic here, what I will say is you don't know anyone in Calgary who would be capable of this. Um, no te nostra or otherwise. Um, okay. The court had no experience with that. And the no te nostra has taken a number of swings at New Haven. None of them have involved uh, blood sorcery, especially not of this scale. Okay. Um, and these runes that are all around it, uh, can I, like, can I cast, um, sense the, uh, sense unseen, uh, to try to get a sense of like what the hell magic this is or what these runes are or anything like that? Uh, yes. How does that work uh, when it's an opposed role? I just want to remember. Uh, it's wits plus auspects. It's free. Um, Great. yeah. Everyone's so cool. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, let's let's find out. Yeah, so cool. All right, come on. Uh, no, that's a fail. Damn it. 
All right. You'll, you'll see that she'll have like pulled out a small little vial from a fold in her clothing um, because she was hoping to gain a vial of the blood of whoever this was because they're dead. It's fair game. Um, they can't, you know, consent or not consent to it. But um, but if the blood is dry, she'll just kind of like put it away. But yeah, cool. she failed I, that rule. She failed her all. So no successes? Uh, no successes, no. Great. Uh, you can see that the blood there is blood from the corpse, obviously, that has been kind of tortured and flayed. There is also blood on it that is the darker color you would associate with Kindred. Uh, however, it is not dry. Oh, then I would like to take a little vial of it. Fabulous. Does that mean, sorry, it's it's from, it's not its own blood, though? It's from somebody else's blood? Yeah, it's clearly, it's kindred. Mm. It's vampire blood that has been put onto the body at the center of this space. Mm. This is a mortal's body. I just want... Yeah, it's, it's an orderly the, from, it's yeah. a human body. Yeah. Uh-huh. Clearly, I, it, vampires, if a vampire <sighs> has been killed, vampires, how I'm playing it, Vampire of the Masquerade has its own rules, but they accelerate all of the rotting they would have done since the time of death. Oh, okay. So, so, the, so the blood that I tasted was the blood of the vampire who killed it. And I'm taking a vial of that blood. So, yeah. So there was the cool. blood. You you, t- you tested like the rune blood where stuff had been like daubed around the edges. And now you're going for the blood in the center. I just need to check one thing. What is your willpower? Uh-oh. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelva, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through Five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, doms, and dragons. Willpower. Uh, I believe it is uh, six. Great. Can you roll me six d10s? Yes. Does this include a Hunger Dice? Yes, it does. I keep thinking Hunger Games. I will think of Hunger Games every <laughs> single time I do this. <laughs> I just can't not... Holy shit, there's nope, that's a that's a fail on every single dice. Oh my god. Okay, that's wow. that's very bad. Yeah. Um so what you will do is uh it turns out this corpse has been warded, uh, and you realize just as you touch it that this is a booby trap set for you <gasps> by a blood sorcerer. Uh and because of your level of failure, you went in totally exposed. Um and that means you suffered three points of aggravated damage oh, as the oh ward explodes out. Um, specifically, you realize this was targeting vampires. And the corpse, uh, you would realize after you've been blasted back, isn't a part of this ritual. The corpse was a thing designed to touch, to like zap somebody who engaged with it. So you fell for a magical landmine, essentially. Oh, that's so embarrassing for me. So I will say it flashes out uh, and hits you in terms of magical white fire is what sprays out and over you. So you now have burn marks over your face, your clothing, your exposed skin is really ugly. Uh, It's three points of aggravated damage. So quite nasty. Okay. The two of you just see her reach towards the body, touch it and get blasted backwards by magical fire. Yeah, Everett, like, draws his gun and is aiming at this corpse. Just like, what the hell was that? 
Val's going to like kneel down and like get next to Doris, like help hold her up and be like, what the what the fuck was that? I shouldn't have done that. You're uh, right. It was warded by someone quite powerful. Uh, uh like a blood sorcerer? Blood sorcery? Well, it was sorcery done with blood, so... <coughs> I would think so. But no one from Calgary... Oh. This is embarrassing. Please look away. Uh, Val, is she alright? Is she going to be alright? She's just going to close her eyes, because if she closes her eyes, everybody else is closing their eyes, and no <laughs> one's looking at her. Perfect. And Val's like, this is rough. She can heal, but gonna take a bit all right uh, doris can you hear me <laughs> and she's just like she's, <laughs> her eyes are closed you just want to make sure closed, like and she's just humming to herself under her breath <laughs> don't officer barbara <laughs> does this thing <laughs> is this crap and tripped is this is it safe to approach uh, Doris, what you know is no, absolutely not. Uh, somebody has to essentially overpower it, and you don't think you can based on those rolls. Uh, however, a ward only works against a specific kind of creature. So you can ward something against mortals or against ghouls or against werewolves or against vampires. You knew a ward against a vampire was possible, but you are not in any way capable or experienced enough to do it. I don't think you've ever seen the magic required to do it. Okay. Um, she's just gonna, her eyes are closed and she's just gonna shake her head. Um, no vampires, only humans. So <laughs> there is we... also a chance it's been warded against multiple things, but I don't know if that would factor into Doris's paranoia. No. All right, we're so... gonna have to rope this off. It's dangerous. And we'll have to, we're gonna have to see if the daytime, the daylight team can, can manage this. Uh, you got some, like, wh- what does she drink? Who who does she drink, Officer Miller? Um, well, we'll just have to get some rations for her. Well, I, I, I've seen someone recover from this before. If they have, they consume their, I don't know, prey. Who does? Uh, and she's going to whisper, it's under my hat. Uh, what? <laughs> I like to think so. I like to think that in addition to Doris's like uh, sheriff or in um, <laughs> her outfit, um, the, like the, the uh, modification she's made to it is in lieu of uh, like a typical um, deputy hat. She's wearing like a white wide brimmed dancing <laughs> hat, and so she keeps like vials of blood under her hat just in case she needs them. Oh boy, Val. Slowly pick up her hat <laughs> and then hand her her blood from her own hat, like just confused, but like, all right, it's Doris. This is what we do here. Yeah, and I'll and I'll I'll uh, drink it. Her eyes have been closed this whole time. I think and, so. You're having and, a nice eyes closed juice box moment, uh, <laughs> laying on the ground. Unfortunately for you, Doris, drinking it's great. You love blood. Blood's great. Um, how many points of hunger do you have right now? One. 
Yeah, it stays the same because you have to kill someone to get to zero. Uh, it does not heal these injuries. With them being uh, aggravated magical fire damage, you are going to have to uh, look at more dedicated treatment, which means a visit to DeSanti South General, or as the locals have colloquially begun calling it, General Hospital. <laughs> From inside... Uh, Evangeline, you come out the front door, uh, and there is an elderly woman in in an Inspector Gadget style coat uh, with her very small husband next to her. And she's like, "I knew it was you! I knew it was you! I just just if you've got any questions, Officer Evangeline, I love you and I love the weather." Uh, well, 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 I I I do, I do have questions. <laughs> okay, ask away. I I I, I know everything. Oh, that's great. Um, well, you know, we're just doing our usual thing, looking around, seeing what's, you know, who's doing what here, keeping the peace. Um, I was just wondering if you've seen anything going on that's a little different the last two nights. Well, I'll tell you, there's been, some of the orderlies have been weird and everyone's calling things normal. And I mean, normally there's just three orderlies that comes through. There's the bald one and the one who I think is stealing from me. And then there's the woman. <laughs> but uh, there's been a second bald one and I don't know who he is. And then the first bald one, I ain't seen him in a couple of days. So now we're just down to like two, but Lorelai keeps saying it's normal. Well, that's quite strange. Um, do you know where this uh, second bald one might be right no, now? No, he was, he was in like just before dinner, but then uh, he maybe he, he went to the parking lot and the vans went, so maybe he had a delivery. Huh. I don't know why you'd have a delivery after dinner unless we're giving out dishes to someone. And why do that? Because there's the one who steals, she yells at the front door of the building. Well, now that's quite strange, but thank you so much for telling me. Um, is there is there anything else? Anything else at all? Uh, I mean, could you? I, I, w- I would pretend I hate to ask, but no, I just want to ask. Could you do your catchphrase and then take a picture with us? Um, uh, uh, sure. And I think uh, Evangeline is kind like, she's a little bit taken aback for a moment because like, it was easy for her to slip into like, kind of friendly community mode, but it's, it's, it's very odd for her to like, really get back into that, like, she loved doing the weather. She loved being on TV. So this is a little bit, this is a little bit rough. So she kind of, <laughs> she has a moment. She's, um, well, yes, of course. Um, I, okay. And she just, <laughs> and she, and she's like, do you have a camera? Do you want me, me, who, can, who is the camera? Oh, Mort, Mort, get the camera. Yeah, I got the camera. Uh, and he just takes out, it's it's a little, it's a physical camera. He doesn't have a phone. It's just like one of those old digital cameras from the, the early 2000s. Just stay together. All right. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mort, don't, don't fuck this up, Mort. You always fuck this up. Okay, here we go. And she puts an arm around you and she just points at your mouth like she expects a catchphrase to come Okay, 
She says, sun, wind, rain, or snow, stay happy. Yay! We did it! And there's a picture, and Morph's like, I got it's, it. Uh, yeah. It's awful, I know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and this woman takes out uh, a business card, uh, and she, she gives it to you. And she's like, there you go. So if you got any more questions, you can always give me a call. Or we can just go for lunch or something. I won't bring more. But you and I can have fun. Uh, and you look down. And you see oh. her name is Martin DeKaiser. And you realize, what? <laughs> just because this seems like it matches this kind of woman, her name is Martin and her husband's name is Mort. So it just says Martin Mort. Uh, <laughs> and then it just says frog statues. That's that's all. There's no art to it. It's all written in Comic Sans, but clearly her business is frog statues. Oh. I'm so sad for her, but also... Um... <laughs> Also, like, Evangeline is, like, touched and then hit by the fact that she could never have lunch with this lady. And she just says, well, that's that's lovely. Maybe maybe we could do dessert sometime. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> she just turns and goes inside in that way so that I stay- loved about my grandmother, who was just like, when conversations were over, they ended. Yeah. Stay, stay happy. And like as she's going, she's like, "God, I fucking hate that catchphrase." <laughs> and-, uh, and you hate it even more when you step around and find a a torn body, a mangled ritual, and Doris covered in fire burns from head to toe. And you thought you hated that the most until a gunshot erupts from behind you and a wave of bullets hammer out of a sunset retirement home van that pulls away. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters. Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, 
Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.